Palm Sunday. I'm always reluctant to speak any words to break the profound silence that overtakes us every time we hear the proclamation of the Passion Gospel. It is a deep and penetrating silence. It sits in that space where Christ has entered our lives, each of us, all of us. On this last Sunday of Lent, we reflect, as we did during the several weeks of this Lenten season, on the astonishing mystery of Christ in our lives, exploring through the scriptures and through our own acts of penitence and charity how to live more deeply the way of love. Everything we did, our prayers, our fasting, our sacrificial giving, were designed to shape a place for Christ in our lives. Recall the opening words of today's liturgy. Since the beginning of Lent until now, we have prepared our hearts by penance and charitable works. The liturgy we celebrate today assumes that we have been preparing for the past 40 days to take up the journey with Christ as he embraces the final days of his life. If we have kept the spirit of Lent in our minds and our hearts, if we have put Lenten practices on our agendas, if we have let the word of God stir our soul to be a place of mercy, then we are ready to commemorate the astonishing and grace-filled events that the Church celebrates this week, a week we call holy. Paul tells us today that Christ emptied himself for us, being human and taking on the form of a slave, obedient even to death on the cross. He emptied himself in order to fill us with the very spirit of his life, a spirit of compassion and peace, the spirit of justice and integrity, the spirit of hope and fidelity. More than anything else, we surrender to this Lord who cares that much. Why, we ask, why does God love us so much with such abandon? Why does Christ empty himself for us, surrender himself to us? That's our question as we enter Holy Week. We enter Holy Week realizing that it was not power that saved us. It is never power that saves us, but the humility of Jesus Christ a humility that made him a companion of the poor and the outcast, the broken and the brokenhearted, the hungry and the sinner. That was his ministry in life. He would not change it at death. In fact, it would be his final teaching to us. It would be his bequest to us that we would take up that same humility, that same surrender, that same spirit. And so as we enter Holy Week, conscious of the hearts and the anguish of our brothers and sisters who are in grief or in fear, in poverty, in exile from family or country, we are where all of those are the ones for whom Jesus emptied himself in life and in dying. We enter Holy Week with them, for they too 
are the ones he redeems. But we enter Holy Week with our companions in faith, with each other all gathered here, with our family members, with all of those in the church preparing for baptism, with those among us who are anxious for any reason, and with those who are celebrating life and ready to embrace the joy of a new life. And even though we are caught up in the raw emotion of Jesus' suffering and death, drawn into the drama of that event, we also rest in the awareness that we know the rest of the story. The resurrection, his and ours, will have the last word. And so we enter Holy Week with great hope, a hope that the world cannot give us. So my friends, we need to enter Holy Week as the most faithful companions of Christ. And only then will we even begin to discover why God loves us so much. There is much to celebrate this week, for it is the week for us to be church, to do what we do so well, pray together. We will wash feet, baptize new believers. We will sing hallelujahs and stand silent in the dark before fire. We will eat and drink at this table. We will kiss the wood of the cross and sing the praises of God's beautiful little creatures, the bees who give us the wax pillar to be the light of Christ. Let us do that with a full heart and humble spirit. We do it for one reason alone. He loved us so much.